0: I got no strings and now i'm free there are no strings on me
1: got no strings to hold me down
0: (laughs) is that your james spader
1: yeah i guess so it's not very good Mm. but it's better than yours yours sounded like pinocchio
0: hi I'm John and I'm Bethany and this is home viewing what is home viewing
1: it's a show where we go through all of our movies from A to Z and tell how tell each other how bad they are
0: yeah what movie did we watch this week
1: age of Ultron yes an Avengers saga mm, kind of yeah pretty
0: much yeah basically uh, this was Avengers age of Ultron which came out in 2015. I saw in theaters probably twice, I think, because I think I saw it once with you and once with, like, Mom and Katie. And, um, then I think I watched it, like, two times after it came out on Blu-ray and we bought it then.
1: See, I don't remember watching it aside from the movie, and the actual movie. Yeah. Place. Theater! That's what you call Theater.
0: it. Theater. Um, to, uh, I guess... Should I give, like, a quick refresher on the MCU and, like, where this stands within it?
1: God, why? <laughs> <laughs> happens... Uh, let, me, let me do my version. Okay, so basically there's a bunch of superheroes, and they have a club, and sometimes this club gets together to, like, save the world. That's, that's all you need to know.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty good.
1: Q. And right now, some <coughs> impending doom is happening with, like, a robot.
0: Yeah, that's a pretty good summary of the movie, actually. I think it's important to note, like, this was preceded immediately by The Winter Soldier, which at the time was probably, in my opinion, one of the best m- movies to come out of Marvel. Guardians of the Galaxy came out before this, too.
1: Ooh, that that was the first, like, good Marvel movie that came out.
0: Yeah, for you, at least. And then uh, we also had Thor 2, which was fine. And Iron Man 3, which was point which is rendered pointless by this movie. <laughs> The point of Iron Man three is that he like destroys all of his suits and gets rid of them, and sort of like he's trying to make like a resolution not to be Iron Man anymore. And then so this
1: is before Age of
0: Ultron. Yeah, this is is supposedly before Age of Ultron. Yeah, it's like it's like like Tony dealing with his like PTSD from the uh, first Avengers movie from the attack on New York, and it's like kind of nuanced in that, but it's rendered pointless by this movie because. Oh, look, he does have suits. Lots of them. And he has a robot army now.
1: I don't know why I liked this movie when it came out. Like... I... I... Well, actually, if we were going to watch the ones that came out before it, I would probably understand. But...
0: <laughs> now Well, I think I have one word as to why you liked this movie last time. Scarlet Witch. That's two words. Pietro was going to be my word. Oh.
1: I wasn't too excited about him this time. I don't
0: know. I liked him a lot when uh you liked him a lot when it first came out and I remember I was salty because it was like the Romanov twins are supposed to be are supposed to be gypsies and they wouldn't work for a Nazi organization. Rah, Did Anakrenina
1: come out this year too?
0: I don't think Anakrenina came out that year. Um, Anakrenina came out back in like two thousand twelve
1: or two thousand
0: thirteen. No. Yeah. Anna Karenina was a while ago. I remember because I think I was bitter that it... Oh,
1: 2012. You're right.
0: Yeah, 2012. So around when we first started dating.
1: But I don't think that's even where I first saw... Jo- Aaron Taylor Aaron Johnson?
0: Aaron Taylor Johnson,
1: yeah.
0: I think the first time I, I saw... First movie I saw Aaron Taylor Johnson in was probably Kick-Ass.
1: What? Anna Karenina only has 63% of Rotten Tomatoes? That's some They're movie. wrong. That's wild. But Age of Ultron only has like 75
0: Yeah. Age of Ultron isn't... I mean... I liked it a lot when it first came out. I recognized a lot of its problems, like it suffers from Joss Whedon's writing and directing. Like, but I don't think we need to necessarily rehash that. This is probably going to be a short episode, which is, I think, why it's a good thing that we're immediately releasing another episode the week after it, since we missed a week. Yeah,
1: that's why. Where I knew him from, The Illusionist.
0: Did he play like the young version of Edward Norton's character? Yeah, I. I knew him from Kick-Ass and Anna Karenina, and then there was a movie where he played young John Lennon, that was actually really good. I think
1: I kind of want to buy Nocturnal Animals now for us later in the series.
0: You think so? Yeah,
1: I think that would be a good one for the podcast. But yeah. Anyway,
0: Aaron so. Taylor Johnson is like a pretty good actor, I think. Elizabeth Olsen is a fine actress, but she, she... hasn't
1: had much. So no, but I she's done a lot. Her... We need to
0: watch A Most Violent Year. Is what we need to watch oh. that movie with her and Oscar Isaac.
1: Well, I saw her in um, Ingrid Goes West. Oh, yeah. So that was interesting. I don't know if you would like oh, to much. Oh,
0: the other thing that was fun is they played brother and sister in this, and I think the same summer they played husband Aaron Taylor-Johnson and uh, <laughs> Elizabeth Olsen played husband and wife in the Godzilla movie that came out. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that was actually a pretty interesting movie. I, I enjoyed it when I watched it. Was it like a classic kaiju movie? Not exactly, but I enjoyed it.
1: All right, we're skirting around the...
0: Yeah, this is what happens when we watch a movie that we find kind of boring we and not interesting. We try to find good attributes like,
1: for the actors and actors. Yeah, we just
0: talk around it. <laughs>
1: Alright, well I guess let's do what worked and what didn't work.
0: What worked? Hawkeye. Hawkeye worked for yeah. me. Hawkeye, like I really realized it on this watch, it was hard to relate to any of the characters that weren't Hawkeye, honestly. They did a
1: dirty to Black Widow.
0: Yeah, God. It, ugh. I mean, throwing her back to the Red Room and then reducing her entire storyline to, I can't have kids, I'm a monster. I'm in love with Bruce, which was...
1: Yeah, it's after totally setting, random and First not... of
0: all, after setting up the chemistry between her and Hawkeye in the first Avengers movie, too. And, like, I understand why they did, like, Hawkeye having, like, the secret family and, like, the farm and kids and stuff. And I do like her relationship with, with him as, like, a best friend more than a romantic relationship. But Hawkeye doesn't need... Black Widow doesn't need a love interest to work. I think that makes her more interesting when she doesn't have one.
1: I'm still angry she doesn't have a
0: movie. Also, it's in development now.
1: Oh, now it is, after we um, put Black Panther on the screen.
0: What? What does that mean?
1: Well, it took, you know, people being engaged in, like, other stories that weren't white males for them to be like, oh, maybe we could do a story all about a female
0: yeah, not to, but also, not I'm to just like, that ugh, that. so sick of Scarlett Johansson right now. Yeah,
1: I honestly wish it was like a like a I hope it's Avengers like a, kind of thing. That's what so I would really love
0: it to be. She's too old
1: now. Who
0: could you recast her as, you think? Who, who could you recast in that role? Like, who would? Lily James.
1: Eh, no. Mm. You don't
0: think so? No. Not wide-eyed enough? um
1: not she doesn't strike me as like I've been like
0: felicity actually. jones maybe Him why do i keep naming these english actresses i'm trying
1: to find like felicity jones to played to mrs a redhead, ha- like a natural redhead
0: there aren't any in hollywood other yes, than bryce there. dallas howard and jessica chastain
1: jessica chastain isn't young enough either
0: and neither is bryce dallas howard i'm scar jones a natural redhead either they didn't even make her dye her hair or give her a wig for Infinity War, which I is know
1: that was ridiculous weird.
0: to me. I mean, it kind of makes sense because she's supposed to be a fugitive from the law, so but and red. He- Any. Anyway.
1: <laughs> <sighs> what other problems do we have here? What?
0: Well, well, no. Let me talk about Hawkeye as the beating heart of this movie. Okay. <laughs> because he's the one who is in over his head. And, like, they, they do literally make a point of pointing that out in the middle of it. It's like, there are gods out there, and I'm a guy with a bow and arrow. Huh. But at the same time, I think you really feel the stakes. Because Hawkeye literally gets hurt, and he's the one who's probably the least likely to be able to recover from it. Of course, they have some Korean super technology because of the tax breaks that they get from filming in South Korea. But, no, wait, you... Wait,
1: what? They filmed in South Korea?
0: Yeah, there was a sequence in Seoul. Seoul, Seoul, South Korea, the capital of South Uh,
1: Korea Oh, I forgot See, this movie's just not memorable It had nothing to do with it
0: Like, I I loved the one-liners From Pietro, like, you didn't see that coming And I liked that Hawkeye Is sort of the one who I don't don't love that they Introduced, like, the secret family aspect From uh, the Ultimate Comics Because in the Ultimate Comics, his family Ends up dying, and I really hope they don't pull that Here but, um... Spoiler. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with Clint specifically, it kind of had that same kind of energy as the uh, Fraction run of comics, where it's like, Hawkeye is just a guy. Like, even, even though he is a superhero, he still is just a guy who has human problems. He's not, you know, a super soldier or a billionaire or anything. He's a guy. <laughs> and... I like him a lot in that respect. I like him as the person who keeps the team centered. Like they make ju- they make jokes about like we wouldn't have a team if we didn't have Clint to worry about something and stuff like that. But I think that that is essential for him. He does keep the team centered. He's the one who's the most wary about other superpowered threats because he doesn't have superpowers. And I think he is kind of at the emotional core of the movie because even though they try to make like Bruce and Natasha the emotional core of the movie and it doesn't work, I think he's the one who's able to bring in the new kids. He's the one who's able to so, sort of be our entry point for it. Not that we even need an entry point for Marvel anymore. Like, And I think it's probably giving this movie too much credit to say that because <laughs> the amount of like assumed knowledge that you have to have going in, there's so much in that movie that just almost doesn't make any sense it's it's messy
1: that's why I've never been a fan of the Avengers movies because you have to have all this previous knowledge most of the time. Like who, how, you know, who interacts with who, who, how, how, do they feel, like that kind of thing. Like what happened in the last movie.
0: Yeah, I think that's why when you saw the first Avengers movie, you didn't enjoy it as much. Was
1: there stuff to know about the first Avengers movie? Well, I mean, were you supposed to have watched all the other?
0: Not necessarily. What else had come out before that? Uh, they had had Thor, they had Captain America: First Avenger, they'd had Iron Man One and Two. I mean,
1: I'd seen all of them, but I guess maybe there was a space so far apart
0: yeah whereas now you know there's a marvel movie every two months it feels like
1: they're they're coming up on the third one this year yeah
0: and then isn't uh captain marvel coming out in like november or something or is it coming out next march
1: who knows i know
0: it comes out before the uh the next full avengers movie avengers 4 so
1: their mistake is that it took them too long to get to captain marvel or else i'd be really excited about it now i'm just feeling like it's gonna be bad
0: yeah, you also for some reason have a problem with Brie Larson. I don't like Brie Larson. Why Sorry, don't you Brie. like Brie Larson? She refused to clap she... when Casey Affleck won that Oscar. Remember?
1: Okay, that's pretty dope.
0: Yeah, she's baller. I love her.
1: She did. I think, I think she must have played something and something that I didn't like.
0: And she was in Twenty One Jump Street. She's hilarious in that. She's in. Um,
1: um... Me, I, I have to sing against blondes sometimes.
0: Yeah, I've noticed.
1: <laughs> what is. That? oh God. doesn't make sense anyway it's
0: it's like that line from 30 rock it's like why would you side with a blonde over me don't you know there's a war going on
1: <laughs> oh but let, uh, we'll talk about the one thing that does work in this movie well,
0: oh i just talked about my thing what's your thing that works
1: robots robots <laughs> well so when ultron is talking to jarvis in like
0: it, oh, and like the, oh, uh, the virtual space. Oh, that's
1: the best part of the movie. You really like
0: that, like visualization yeah, of the internet. I thought it was I corny did. as hell. What? I thought it was pretty Excuse corny.
1: you? It's it's like it's like the only conceptual thing in this movie. Like everything else is very like in your face, and this is like, well, take it. Why don't you think about it? Like, you know what I mean?
0: Listen. You know what else works? If Paul we're talking Bettany? about it. yeah, Paul <laughs> Bettany, he he works and he works.
1: That's one of the few like actors that I've like known his name and known like who he is since I was like young because of Master and Commander. <laughs>
0: oh, Master and Commander, that's such a good movie. Oh,
1: he's always been such a good actor.
0: Yeah, he's he's got that voice, you know. What's what's wild to this? He never saw the Iron Man movies that he did the Jarvis voice for. Yeah, no. He would just walk into a studio and do the voiceover. Huh. So it's crazy that he, you know, is on screen in this one because I don't think if they hadn't decided to make Jarvis into Vision, I don't think they would have seen him. Yeah, and Jarvis and Vision is like also okay.
1: <clears throat> You're super into Vision. I'm
0: about to get semantic and ped- no, I'm about to get pedantic here. Ultron doesn't supposed to come around that way. Ultron isn't from an Infinity Stone. Ultron is a combat AI that was created by not Ooh. Tony Stark, not oh, not be... Bruce Banner.
1: Excuse me, while I take a nap while you. Go Hank through.
0: Pym, and he destroys. He protects Earth by destroying humanity, and that's what he's supposed to do here. But he's not supposed to. He has too many emotions to be a real Ultron. Like Ultron, like wants to like cut out everything that is human about him, while still kind of imitating humanity. And it's you don't care about this.
1: Am I getting am I getting
0: too comic too comic book pedant
1: mm-hmm. right now? Yeah.
0: Uh, it's I liked James Spader. I thought he was an entertaining villain. I think the choice to make Ultron a mirror Tony Stark kind of harmed the movie, in a way. <laughs> well, I think, well, I think because he's being voiced by James Spader, you are kind of rooting for Ultron in the in a way.
1: Yeah, Th- that oh, now that's why I liked it so much. Yeah, I love it when you can root for the villain. That's I feel like that's the best writing you can do because honestly, there's there's always two sides to literally everything, or well, more see, than one side. I anything.
0: don't think, but I don't think you can. You're rooting for this villain because of his personality, not because of his core beliefs or anything. Whereas you look at something like Black Panther, we'll get more. I mean, look at the villain in Black Panther. We're rooting for him because of politics. Yeah, that's coming up soon. We'll get much more into that. I kind of... Anyway, I'll I'll talk more about that off mic. But
1: I love a sassy villain, you know.
0: (sighs) And that's and that's what I've also
1: always liked villains. Like,
0: and I think another reason to like this is because Marvel had had a villain problem for so long.
1: But you know, I mean, my love of villains comes straight from Disney, who crafts like really good villains.
0: Well, yeah, that's because of queer coding. Oh, what? So, peop, so Disney, like, uh, takes... Uh, are you not familiar with queer coding?
1: I mean, I might be, but why don't you explain it for our listeners?
0: <laughs> so, queer coding happens when you take villains and you make them, like, uh... Gay. Yeah, gay. You make them gay and all but, like, word. Like, you make them very Wait, extravagant no, shut up. This is what and this flamboyant. Is. Yeah. I mean, I do no, this, if you look everyone. At, if you look at, like, Hades in Hercules...
1: Oh, he's flaming.
0: That's literally... Yeah, that's literally the joke. If you look at, say... um,
1: But what about, like, um, Little Mermaid? Uh, What's her face? Ursula. Ursula? She's, like, one of the best ones.
0: Yeah, she's an old sea witch. I
1: don't really... Lesbians are witches
0: sometimes.
1: Witches all the time. And she
0: desires... She desires the young woman's talent and power. She desires the young woman, basically. Like, there's... Oh. No, like, villains are very... And if you look at the way Ursula carries herself... She's kind of a dra- like a drag, drag queen. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. They no, right? they take like a lot of like camp and like drag show aspects and code them into the villains in some of hmm. these older Disney movies. Was well,
1: that bad or that
0: good? That bad. Oh, no. But that's why, like, a lot of people when they do like negotiated readings of things like Disney movies or or TV shows or things like that, they like latch on not to the. Typical straight white hero or something like that. But they're like, hmm, let's look at this villain who is oh, aping yeah. aspects of my culture. Because because it's a more entertaining culture. Because villains are, like, made to be more entertaining because they are sort of, like, coded with this culture, in a way. Mm. Are you okay? No. Now, I would argue that James, now, the James Spader's Ultron... Not really queer-coded.
1: This makes me want to do, like, a mini version of this podcast where we just watch animated Disney movies. Though I'm, there's so many Disney podcasts out there.
0: Too many, Might one might say.
1: No. No? No. Don't think so. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Listen, I'm just excited to get to Moana.
1: I guess our fans don't know that I'm probably the biggest Disney fan in, like, Decatur. <laughs> I, I doubt that. I doubt that. But, but I'm very heavily...
0: Heavily into it.
1: Into it. Deep what, into the mythos. <laughs> I feel
0: like we've been, like, sprinkling in what didn't work throughout already.
1: I already said what did work.
0: Yeah, what did work, but what did not work?
1: Mm, everything. <laughs> um. So, the first time around, I really liked the twins, but the second time around, I was like, they don't really have that much chemistry, even as brother and sister. Like, they kind of just were, like... Like, they were associated, but you didn't really feel, like... They had a connection to each other.
0: I would argue that that's contradicted by the by Pietro's death scene.
1: I mean, that scene was good, but before that, you're like, well, they're just kind of both like fugitives, basically.
0: Mm-hmm. I will. I will say it feels like Wanda is like the brains behind everything in yeah, a way, yeah. and Pietro just goes along with her plans.
1: Yeah, I didn't really like that so much, even though like I, you know, I like that she's.
0: I love that Wanda Sorry. is like basically goddess here.
1: I liked her a lot in the new Avengers thing.
0: I liked her in Captain America Civil War. I liked her in this.
1: Don't even mention Captain We're America. We're going to have to God watch Goddamn Civil War. We're going to have to watch that Why did you buy that? Because I
0: did enjoy it. Uh, I, it's I,
1: horrible. It wa-
0: there are things about it that I enjoyed.
1: Maybe you should do an episode where I just yeah, don't even come but on. But my left
0: hand's free. Spider-Man comes around in that movie. Tom Holland. Alt J sings in that movie. Yeah, there's this scene where they go to where they where they go to Queens and Alt J is playing. What? Yeah, that's how they introduced Spider-Man.
1: I I probably did.
0: Uh, I liked Captain America: Civil War. I thought it was a step in the wrong direction for the franchise. On its own, I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was a Captain America movie. It was an Avengers movie. (laughs) It's it's a the Marvel. Marvel is just messy in it. Like. You could use that word. Like, what's your favorite Marvel movie? The New
1: Thor. The New Thor? Yeah.
0: I think that's probably my favorite, too. I think what really did it, like, and this is something we saw with Black Panther, too, is you really saw a director just applying his own sensibilities to the Marvel universe. Mm-hmm. Like. Because watching Thor Ragnarok, after watching, like, What We Do in the Shadows, mm. and Boy, and uh, Hunt for the Wilder People, mm-hmm. it had Taika all over it. Like, beyond mm. just Taika playing a character in the movie. And then watch Creed, and then watch Black Panther, and you see a lot of the same techniques. And, you know, it helps that it uses the same score, uh, same score composer, Ludwig Gorenson.
1: It does feel like all the other Marvel movies had some kind of, like code and rules that they had to follow to keep it in their, like, niche. This is actually
0: something that was controversial about this movie, too, is because they had to do, like, table setting for Thanos eventually, like, getting, like, all the stones, because he's been set up as the villain from the first Avengers movie. And I think there was a lot of controversy about that Thor in the pool scene between, like, Joss Whedon and... Kevin Feig, who's the Marvel executive producer overall, like he's the head of the Mar- of Marvel Studios, and it's it's messy. Oh, you know what worked for me? The two minutes we got of Stellan Skarsgård. I miss Stellan Skarsgård being in Marvel movies. Do you even know what I'm talking about?
1: I know Thor's professor, Force... buddy. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah.
0: Yeah, he was in the first Thor and the second Thor. <laughs> he was also in Mamma Mia.
1: God, how. How many Skarsgards are there? There are three. feels like there's more than one. There's
0: Stellan and his two sons, Alexander and still Bill. It still
1: feels like there's more
0: than that. I think there probably are more. Probably Those are the children. three that I know. I've liked most Skarsgard performances that I've seen. Like, Alexander guard in The Big Little Lies is so oh sinister. Oh, my God. Bill Skarsgard is Pennywise the Dancing Clown.
1: God, please do Excellent. No. God, I don't think I can do that one. <laughs> well,
0: it's going to come around eventually.
1: Uh... You guys don't understand. You didn't have enough childhood trauma to make this movie scary enough.
0: <laughs> I, I had a car accident.
1: Did anyone die in your car? accident?
0: No, but <laughs> <ugh>. <laughs> seeing. Listen, tried to watch. We tried to watch the watch Cloak and Dagger today. It, oh,
1: did that mess with did, you?
0: Yeah, no. It opens with a car like coming off of a bridge, which is like a recurring nightmare that I've had and i didn't i wasn't in a wreck where i went off of a bridge but we rolled into like a retaining ditch in the side of the highway so the the car did have like water coming into it like there was like probably about a foot of water in our car and Hmm. it was it was terrifying to me so is there anything that you want to say about this movie that you really haven't said yet some of the set pieces are pretty cool.
1: Like?
0: When, um, Captain America Scarlet, and Scarlet Witch and Pietro are on the train going through the streets of Seoul and ha- they have to stop the train. I like that a lot.
1: Oh, yeah. yeah.
0: Um, I liked the opening shot in the woods, too. Yeah. Like, the way that it made it look like a tracking take even if it was mostly visual... Visual effects. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that was pretty cool. I liked Hawkeye um, getting every single dart in the bullseye when they were in the farmhouse, <laughs> and I liked Captain America ripping apart logs with his bare hands, <laughs> and the Who can lift the hammer sequence.
1: Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. that was good. That was good.
0: Oh uh, yeah. And then the discussion at the end. But if the hammer's riding in an elevator... Riding in an elevator, can an elevator lift the hammer? (laughs) I also like that the team decided to trust Vision based on the fact that he could lift Thor's hammer. I liked Vision. I liked Vision a lot. Vision is a very interesting character. He's, He's interesting in the comics, he's interesting in the movies. Because, you know, he is, like, this amalgamation of, like, science and magic in a way. And I always love characters that kind of toe that line I hope someone's ASMR isn't a dog drinking water because
1: oh my god that bubble wrap commercial <laughs> dear god
0: <laughs> we need to find you some ASMR videos of just people popping bubble wrap they're out there oh, that would be so relaxing for you I just want to pop you. some
1: bubble wrap that's more relaxing
0: Oh. anything else you want to say
1: no, no, I can't remember anymore. It's like
0: a boring movie. Yeah. It's very boring. Like the... I guess it was the third time around, kind of. And it's just... After seeing how much... I mean, better... And also worse... Some Marvel movies can be. It's like... When are they going to stop making these?
1: Alright, well I guess that... Brings us to our um, time to rate.
0: Time to rate. Okay... <laughs> We're going to rate this out of. Hmm. I was going to say Arms Cut Off, because there is an arm cut off in this movie, but that yeah, feels like a. Let's just do more, how many hammers. Let's feels like a. No, but we should save that for Thor. Oh. And Arms Cut Off, we should save for the Star Wars movies, because they cut off so many arms in those movies. Mm. How, how many out of five songs that they didn't have to pay for licensing because they're from the Disney library? I rate it 2.5.
1: Yeah, like two point
0: two five. It's a middle of the road superhero movie. Like that's what it is, and like,
1: i I think a lot of it is the, also our superhero fatigue now.
0: And I think the, I think, I think too, the fact that like a lot of the main action isn't necessarily like happening on home turf and stuff like that, and that they don't. It feels like they don't save that many people in this one.
1: It's yeah, really no, it really about, about, doesn't. Like, it
0: like even though the. Climactic sequence is them You know trying to save the residents of Sokovia It's also there's just something iffy About and the movie raises The point It's like oh yeah the former arms dealer In an eastern Bloc country with lots of But it does it so ham handedly Like It's just there's just something iffy About it. Did you it. say
1: ham-handedly?
0: Yeah. ham handedly? Yeah Ham, I think I missed up ham-fisted heavy-handed. <laughs> ham fisted And
1: heavy handed Ham hand Buy our new ham hands <laughs>
0: are your hands not tasty enough
1: oh my god By ham hands dear god okay <laughs> well I think that's about it for us today
0: alright uh we've actually already recorded our next episode we're gonna have a special guest our friend Gabe who Gabe. we're working on another podcast with that we'll reveal more about as time comes forward he likes large cats and <laughs> the bee emoji <laughs> And he watched Baby Driver with us, Ugh. which is an excellent so. movie. So uh, hopefully you'll be able to catch that next week when it comes out. Big thanks, as always, to the Organ Machines and the Pocket Podcast Network, both of whom this show wouldn't be as good as it is without and wouldn't be getting to you without. So um, anything else to say? Bye for now. Yeah. See y'all in a week. It's never how you knew it. Nobody looked at it that way, but you. We are some drowning, but you were the one with the blood on your hands. Singing, I never saw the water so
1: Pocket Podcast Network. Quality programming right to your pocket.